Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtagbasketball.com, your number one home on the World Wide Web for fantasy basketball and analysis on not just the entire internet, but the known universe from human beings. It is the number one fantasy basketball site until we find space jam like creatures and maybe there's a better one out there but until then hashtag basketball.com i am your host mike catcher and join me as always is my co-host tyler p watts what's up tyler do we still call it the world wide web because we got rid of the www right remember when you always said to type that like www dot it's um i do remember that they got rid of it i'm gonna still call it the world wide web that's what it is um I would encourage the children, the young, the youngins, the zoomers out there to go like look up like old internet infomercials. Like there's one with like Dennis Leary, who you also don't know who that is. Um, and like they're just all awkward. We are so old weird. right now. You're we so are just fucking so old. old. <laughs> You're so old. Go listen to what modems used to sound like. Uh, oh, dude, remember the days when you used to sign into like AOL? Huh? To like message all your friends and you had to <laughs> and then your mom would pick up the phone. You'd be like, "Mom, you have to be off the AOL." And that uh, was it. That was how the AOL worked. instant messenger used to be the greatest thing. You'd just sit on there for hours, talk to all your friends. It was texting for old people. Okay, don't hate Listen, on us. The nineties, um, while um, while they had a lot of uh, shitty culture. Uh, I would actually prefer if the internet was like the nineties internet instead of today's internet. I actually think the internet might've been a bad idea, Tyler, uh, looking around at society in, in 2021, the internet might've not have been a very good idea at all. Uh, I don't know. If the internet was a bad idea. Putting the internet in everyone's hand was a bad idea. Yes. Giving the That's internet a different to, podcast. I think. Yeah. Giving the internet to anyone over, uh, born before 1980 might've been a bad idea. Um, uh, <laughs> But that's not what we're here to talk about, Tyler. We're here to talk about, we're doing our team previews. And we all picked another another practice swing here. Not a lot of difference between last year and this year. Uh, but the Utah Jazz, who had a very strong season, finishing, what, number one overall in the Western Conference? That's pretty cool. Uh, shout out to uh, the Jazz for doing that. Um, they're going to bring back basically everyone. I'm not seeing um, a huge difference in that Jazz uh, roster. Obviously, they got rid they, of favors. They added yeah. Rigay and Hassan Whiteside. Like that's that's about it. it. It's gonna matter. Like they also is that added, even gonna matter? Hassan they Whiteside. Also, they also added Eric Pashal. Like they added Eric Pashal, Jared Butler. Yeah, Trent Forrest. Like yeah. they've added just a bunch of guys on the fringes. Like yeah. really, the bat, the one that might matter for them in the playoffs is Rudy Gay because he can play a little bit of small ball five and like help them not get run off the floor by teams like the Clippers when they basically just spread spread everything out and made Gobert relatively ineffective. Yeah, Rudy Gay is still like basketball relevant, which is pretty crazy because Rudy Gay is older than. He's not older than us, I don't think. Um, how old is Rudy Gay? 35, Ooh, 30, 35. Shout out to Rudy Gay making it to 35. Uh, not like in, alive. Like I don't know why Rudy Gay would be dead by 35, but he's still in the league at 35. Uh, and, good, and good. Like, uh, under- and good. You're like, right. 
he was on the Spurs, and I feel like the Spurs did not. No one paid attention to the Spurs last year, but he was good. He was good on the Spurs. Yeah, he was perfectly all right on the Spurs. He was also not really fantasy relevant. Maybe the stream every once in a while if you need some like maybe points. Not even that. Like he was not relevant fantasy wise. So let's get into the main reason we're here. All the fantasy boys, all those hot fantasy boys, starting with Rudy Gobert. Um, Rudy Gobert, solid year last year. Um, does the things that Rudy Gobert does. Gets lots of rebounds, gets lots of blocks. Um, doesn't get a lot of points and has never really taken up his uh, offensive productivity up the notch it's needed to go in order to be kind of one of those top-tier fantasy players. To me, he's kind of a – he's pretty much a Clint Capella uh, S-type player who is a little – gets a little more blocks and is not going to kill you as much in free throws, but he's really – he's like a one-tool fancy player. Yeah, but it still makes him, right, like a second-round player probably in a head-to-head league, maybe early third, and then kind of a third, fourth-round player in Roto. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's real good. He was 28th per game value last year. Like he's good. Real he's good. in fact underrated and he's, he's underrated simply because he's been around for so long. He's Rudy Gobert and he only does like a couple things. Those couple things are actually exceedingly rare. Someone who's getting 14 rebounds. There's like very few people who get over 10 and, well, and 2.7. Like if he gets you two and a half blocks next year, yeah. that's, that's a lot. I mean, how many guys are getting one block? We discussed this before, right? Like, no one's even getting one block a game now. So, if he's getting two and a half, that's a gigantic advantage. Well, it's a absurd advantage, uh, and, and and those blocks are worth it. I mean, you're going to be talking about Miles Turner and nobody else is going to get you close to three blocks a game. Here's, the, here's a crazy thing: how many guys outside the top fifty draft wise get you a block a game? outside the top 50 get you a block a game there's got to be a handful so you know there's always like those nerlins and well guys um let's see i'm gonna say 22 so i mean but it's not gonna be a lot it's, it's not gonna be a lot at all but like then you gotta have nerlins noel on your team who doesn't really do much of anything else so it's like right. or you you know you got bob covington right like he's good across the board that's the best case scenario is you get a Bob Covington, the worst case. But again, is, is Mitchell Bob Robinson. Covington, well, I guess he's probably not because he had a bad year. But like a lot of years, Bob Covington's picked in the top fifty. Here's That's a true. crazy, crazy stat: of people that qualified last year, okay. how many people got a block a game? Total. How total many block? human beings in the NBA who played enough games got? at least a block a game so okay i'm gonna say there's one on each team so that's 32 and then i'm gonna say there's a bunch more so i'm gonna go with 58 there were 29 no no seems low that seems low that's good that's qualifier so you like you have to play you have to play basically 50 games out of 72 there weren't that many if you take off the qualifying and you look at blocks, one more than one block, doesn't matter. You could have played one second. If you blocked a shot, you were good. There were 59. Okay. But that includes guys like Luke Cornett and Freddie Gillespie and Cameron I'm, Oliver. I'm tired of uh, you slandering Luke Cornett, Tyler. Uh, but I'm really, talking about I'm these guys played 
all played 20 games or less. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of those. <laughs> so imagine getting two and a half blocks a game. That's a ton. That's why he's fantasy relevant. Uh, not just why he's fantasy relevant. That's why he's fantasy elite. Uh, Rudy Gobert is, I think, going to be a little bit overlooked. He is, like you're saying, kind of in that uh, end of the second, beginning of the third round when you, you need to fill in your center spot. If you already got a center, you kind of go, I don't know why I need that guy. Well, you could have him for the blocks, too. Uh, that's why you need Rudy Gobert. So um, we'll be doing definitely doing some mock drafts in the future on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. So definitely follow us there to see where we're going to draft Rudy Gobert, who we're going to team him up with. Uh, but let's get on with the Utah Jazz. They got a couple obvious fantasy players. Let's talk about Donnie Mitchell. Don Mitch, another really solid year from Don Mitch. Once again, we've been saying this since his rookie year. Where can he go from here? And the answer is kind of like, man, his ceiling isn't very much higher than how well he's playing already. Yeah, and he keeps getting better, but he does. doesn't move him up the rankings yeah. because it's just nowhere really to go. Yeah, he's slightly better every year, which is exactly what you want to see, but it's not slightly better, like, you know, kind of like what you would consider, um, I guess, what uh, Bradley Beal did to his career, right? Um, but, yeah, I mean... Mitchell had to take a lot more shots. His uh, his percentages are probably going aren't going anywhere, right? They're, those percentages are going to say right around the same spot. Uh, it is good that he's drawing more free throws, so like that's super important to getting that those points up a little bit. His assists are up a little bit. Um, third round I, player though, right? Like he's just a third round guy. Yeah, solid think- third round guy. Great, uh, great scorer. Uh, good everything. Else. And might be a third round guy for the next seven years. Yeah. He's good, but he's just, that's it. He's going to be a third round guy and like he might crack the top 30 once or twice in his career, but that's about it. Yeah. It's wild that he probably made more, like uh, almost of one more three per game. And it was kind of like in today's three point centric world, it was like, eh, whatever. Well, and here's another thing. Let's just throw this card on the table. Like offense was insane last year like literally seven teams broke the record for the highest offensive rating ever yeah so mitchell was good and he was better but like a lot of it had to do with that i think and does that stick potentially not and if not then he's i mean still i still think he's no matter what universe we live in he's going to be like right somewhere from 30 to 35 yeah, I'm not. Sh- there's. Uh, granted, he is. Uh, I'm. I'm always surprised. He's 24. He's almost 25, and um, he obviously could get way better. He's not even in his prime yet, and there's always a chance, which is why I feel perfectly fine taking Donovan Mitchell in the third round to round out my team. That's uh, that's. Uh, but I I don't feel confident in reaching for him in the second round simply because. Even if he takes a little bit of a leap, is he better than Bradley Beal? Is he better than Jimmy Butler? No, not really. no. Not really. And, and honestly, like, give me a guy like Gobert over him just because, like, Gobert is going to do some elite stuff. And Mitchell's like, okay, I guess you're going to say his elite points, but an elite threes. Yeah, I don't think we're at the point where, and this is, there's always a saturation point, right? Where enough people have drafted. Donovan Mitchell high 
And they all were like, this guy isn't a second round player. He's like a fourth, fifth round player. I'm not drafting him again. And then eventually everybody thinks he's like a fourth, fifth round player, but he's really like, you know, pretty good third round player. I don't think we've reached that saturation yet, but if he has another year, which I, we think he's going to, that's similar to last year, or maybe, you know, a little bit of fall off on, maybe he doesn't make as many threes or whatever. Um, or like, you know, let's say, he sits out a few games, right? And there's reasons for people who drafted him to feel tw- like they overpaid, right? They're like he's going to start becoming undervalued, and I think either maybe like as soon as next year. He was 22nd in Yahoo ADP last year. That's crazy, man. That's yeah, absolutely. I'm out. Nice. I'm out at that point. Like I, I can find 22 guys I'd rather have next year. I can find 25 guys I'd rather have next year. Uh, let's talk about. The elephant in the room. I don't know why I said that. I think I'm just going to say that in every episode. Mike Connolly. <laughs> That's your new go-to? Oh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant room. Mike. Where did Mike Connolly finish? Because I think Mike Connolly, some people think, had a bad year. Mike, I am old Connolly. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people think Mike Connolly didn't, uh, and simply because maybe he just got hurt at the end of the year or something like that. Mike Connolly had a very good year. We could only had 16 points and six assists and a steal and a half. The steal came back. Yeah, but that. six assists is like good borderlining on, I won't say elite, but like it's a big plus at this point. Six assists eight years ago, which was basically what he was averaging anyway, uh, was fine and, and good back then. Now it's like, yeah, this guy's above, like well above average getting six assists. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, and then he's shooting more threes and he's hitting more threes. He's... Uh, he shot what forty one percent from behind the arc, which I, I don't know if that's something that that's a little bit of an outlier in his career, but repeatable. Don't think he's going to get much more of a workload. Uh, don't think anything is changing about his role in Utah anytime soon. You wonder if the steals are a little bit of a statistical fluke. But even then, what what do you finish? Did he finish? He definitely finished in the top one hundred. Probably finished top seventy five. He finished fifty eighth. Woo! Um, easier, yeah. they're easier shots now because he's not the main ball handler all the time. Like he, Mitchell can set him up, so they're easier shots. So yeah. he's, that's the reason he's gonna make more of them. Um, yeah, I think Conley is what he is, and it'll be super interesting to see where Conley's getting drafted. Like last year. If you remember, he had that down first year in Utah and we were all kind of out on him, yep. but he was going 98th in Yahoo leagues. Like he's not going that low this time around. And if he is, you should be owning him in every league. Like this guy. Yes. He's probably going to miss some games. Yes. He's a little bit older. Yes. Those hamstring injuries are a little bit concerning, but he's going to be a top 75 player pretty much in all the games that he plays. Would you be shocked if Mike Conley ended up in the top 50 this year? I would not. It's. Uh, I think that ceiling is a lot higher than people are giving him credit for or will give him credit for, especially when you get to draft time. I think Mike Conley might be one of the first sleepers I put on my sleeper board this year. Get the board out, Tyler. Get the board out right now. Get it out. I want to hear you shuffling around, getting the board out. Um, yeah, thank you for getting the board out. Write Mike Conley on it for me. Thank you very much. Uh, let's play the game, Tyler. Mike Conley or De'Aaron Fox. Oh, that's good. Fox could score like 20 some a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, man. 
give me Fox just because I also think he's got a little bit more to add in the assists and probably a man steals could be close between the two, but I'll go Fox just because he's younger. Yeah, a little bit more room to grow. I just I, I don't know if De'Aaron Fox is going anywhere in that ceiling anyway. He's playing like 35 minutes a game already. Like uh Mike Connolly or Lamelo Ball. Good one, good one, good one. Ball did not play that many minutes last year, so I'm going to go with him just because uh, like, I feel like he finished just a little bit behind Conley last year, but there's a potential that he plays like 32, 33 minutes a game now, and that's going to make his numbers kind of skyrocket. I like me some LaMelo Ball this year as well. Uh, Mike Conley or Terry Rozier? Oh, now that that one I'm going to go Conley. I think I'm going to lean Connolly as well. And I think that's an easy get. Like I, I almost guarantee you that Terry Rozier will go ahead of Mike Connolly in your draft. The only risk you have of getting, of not getting Mike Connolly kind of like late, like in that sixth round, maybe even seventh round is the lack of point cards. Oh no, come on, man. I think because Connolly is old and if I put that in quotation marks, no one could see that. Um, I think he's going to go outside the top 75. In drafts, the ghost old man. I don't want no 35 year old point guard. He's old. Yeah. You could be right. Um, I I can see that happening. And I think if you're look if he's hanging around the sixth and seventh round and you need it, even if you don't need a point guard at the time, especially if you need a point guard, draft him immediately, idiot. But if you don't need a point guard, he's a great person to fill up a roster spot. Well, and uh, and on your team. Know. You know how this goes every year. Like, who's the young, flashy point guard that's going to get picked over him? Darius Garland, but I kind of like Darius Garland. Ah, I might rather have Darius Garland. But, you know, <laughs> there's always, like, some young players in this range that people go, like, oh, man, come on, I'd rather have. And we can just maybe look at rookies, right? There'll be, like, some random rookie, Davion Mitchell. Ooh, I'd rather have him. Like, dude, Davion Mitchell's not even going to play on the Kings. Ah, uh, well, so what? He's better than 33-year-old Mike Conley. Like, no, he's not. Not at all. Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Um, you might even get someone taking Din- Dinwiddie on the Wizards, which we'll talk about in the future. Um, oof. That's what I mean. Like, I just feel like Conley is going to be good. He's going to be super underrated. And I think I'm probably going to own Mike Conley on a lot of teams just because of that. Yep. I think I will as well. Let's finish off this Utah team. Um, just like the uh, Suns did. Boom. Shots fired. Uh, Bogdan, or Bogdan Bogdanovich, sorry. My apologies to the Bogdanovich family. Uh, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkston, all kind of fringe. Um, Royce O'Neal, all kind of fringe guys. Um, sometimes streaming, sometimes worth rostering. Any of these guys worth, I would say, drafting in a redraft league? I actually think two of them I would, I would actually draft at the end of my draft. For sure. I would probably draft Ankles and Clarkson. I just feel like they're both good. And then Bogdanovich, like he's just a points and threes guy. So if you need that late in your draft, I don't hate drafting him, but again, there's not a lot of upside there. Yeah. If you're missing points, uh, Bogdanovich is going to be a, a godsend there at the end of the draft, potentially being able to average 17 points per game. Uh, Royce O'Neal is just kind of like one of those, it feels like a, just a pure streamer guy, but like, only really helps you in rebounds too. Like just Royce O'Neal's got great rebounds for a forward, but yeah. nothing else really. And every year 
for the last like three years, Joe Ingles plays at a top 50 level for like three to five weeks. Yeah, finished 97th in per game value, playing t- less than 28 eight minutes yeah. a game. Yeah. It's insane. That's a great guy that you no one's going to care about. He's going to be hanging around the end of your draft and you're going to be able to snag him up. I think if you're in a little bit more of an expert league or people who know, well, in you know, Roto too, he might get just, taken. He's just great in Roto because he doesn't yeah. hurt you anyway. Like he just, he's good percentages, good threes, good points. Like just okay. Yeah. Just okay in a lot of that stuff, but just it's good. It's not bad. It doesn't hurt you anywhere. Just yeah. steals and blocks aren't great, but still, like you can find those. Yeah, four rebounds, five assists, and almost a steal. Sign me up. You know, that guy sitting on my bench and just, you know, kind of coming in and streaming all week long, those those numbers add up. Five assists a game, that adds up real quick. Five assists is actually good. It's very good. Um, Joe Ingles is somebody I will probably have in a lot of my leagues, at least I hope I do. Um, and Jordan Clarkson, I'm less interested in for a lot of reasons, but Jordan Clarkson is also a fantasy relevant player. Yeah. Finished 109th per game value last year. Just good points and threes. Not a lot else. Yeah. He's a, uh, your quintessential Terrence Ross S player, but you know, his rebounds, uh, and threes were uh, a little bit better than I, I assumed they would be, but he's in, he's in the right system. He's on the right team. There's no reason that Jordan Clarkson or Joe Ingles shouldn't be able to reproduce what they did last year on my phone that's it put it on the board tyler utah is over with um get the other board out we have two boards one's for my sleepers and the other one's for teams we've already done so tyler get that off uh, mark utah off the other board um and we are going to be getting all 30 teams i hope i think we can do it tyler um and we want to hear oh from there's gonna be you. some fun teams mike come on the 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 thunder what are we gonna say about them come oh, on God. i don't know that's either gonna be a two-minute podcast or a two-hour podcast and i i don't know which one i'd rather have i feel like there's some teams right now that even if they don't make another move i'm just confused on who's gonna play in the thunder one of them like the thunder have so many players they all might play some they all might play a lot i don't even know what's gonna happen there so they're gonna be a fun one Shit, I'm just hoping the Bulls have enough players to play NBA basketball this year. So uh, we will see. There's still a lot of uh, moves and trades we have not gotten to, and there's probably going to still be some moves and maybe even the uh, the uh, another out-of-nowhere Eric Bledsoe trade uh, coming up in the next weeks, and we will be getting to all of those. If you like what you hear, please rate review us. If you want to leave us feedback or you want to hear something specific on the podcast, we're very available. Find me at Watch the Boxes. Find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. We'll be doing mock drafts on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. And of course, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That's it for Utah. And that's it for this episode. See you next time.